George Santos, the embattled Republican congressman from Long Island in his first term. And tomorrow there's a real good chance he's going to get expelled. There was a, well, a resolution debated on the House floor today. If a vote should take place tomorrow, and that vote will take place tomorrow. But I think the case against him is... Uh, is actually pretty rotten. Look, I'm skeptical for a couple of reasons. These accusations are coming from two groups of people I don't generally trust, career politicians and the mainstream media. Um, I have to say this, the allegations, the serious allegations against him have not been proven. They haven't. And when I first became aware of George Santos, I guess it was earlier this year, I was going around the dial and I saw a scene like this. He's surrounded by a thousand reporters. Like, who is this guy? He must be very, very important. What? He was elected in November? He's been on the job for a month. Okay. This seems a little bit uh, disproportionate, right? The media's interest when you have a guy like Joe Biden in the White House. So... Leave it to the Republicans. They go after him. And today, uh, Republicans were leading the charge, debating that, uh, that resolution. That's Michael Guest on the right, Republican of Mississippi, trying to make the case that George Santos is a liar and a cheat and should be thrown out. Went a little bit like this. Mr. Speaker, George Santos has built his persona, his personal and political life, on a foundation of lies. Many of those lies are well documented. We know that Mr. Santos lied about his education, both graduate and postgraduate, claiming that he attended universities where he was never enrolled, claiming that he obtained degrees that he did not earn. We know that Mr. Santos lied about his employment when he claimed that he worked for two prestigious financial institutions Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Lying about degrees? Lying about education? Lying about jobs? I mean, come on, right? 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 Kind of sounds like somebody we all know. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly... I, I think, we I, I, think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. <laughs> Uh, he had to drop out of the race, of course, right? And uh, they're picking on George Santos. Something is wrong. Very, very wrong. I haven't figured it out yet. I mean, look, it's the deep state, and they've got their minions. But anyway, the case against him continued today. George Santos is not the person he offered to voters. He didn't work where he said he did. He didn't go to school where he said he did. He's far from rich. He isn't Jewish, and his mother was not in the South Tower during 9-11. All right, there's a lot of deja vu here, right? I have, <laughs> I, these just don't seem to amount to all that much, except for the last one, saying that your mom was in the South Tower on 9-11 when she wasn't, but I tried to find George Santos actually saying that. 
and there's no record of it. Now, there is a line on his website. And for what I know about politics, the candidate himself, there's a good chance that the candidate did not write this blurb about himself on the website. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, I heard also uh, other politicians say things that really turned me off, not written on the website, that they actually said out loud. Who knows Denang Dick? That's what President Trump calls him. Senator Richard Blumenthal, the Democrat from Connecticut. Um, this is a case of stolen valor. Listen. We have learned something very important since the days that I served in Vietnam, and you exemplify it. Whatever we think about the war, whatever we call it, Afghanistan or Iraq, we owe our military men and women unconditional support. Does anybody call for his expulsion? That first part? He served in the Marine Reserves back when it was a method to not go to Vietnam. That was the whole point. One more time, the first part, just the first part. We have learned something very important since the days that I served in Vietnam. So he was called out, but ever so gently, because he has Democrat immunity. You know, you're a Democrat, and uh, they're not going to give you too hard a time. The New York Times, who's driving the charge, leading the charge against um, our friend George Santos, Richard Blumenthal's words on Vietnam service differ from history i.e. stolen bower, the worst kind of lying. <sighs> anyway, what else did they say about George Santos? We know that Mr. Santos lied about his religious faith when he said he was Jewish, and then later when called out said he meant to say he was Jew-ish. All right, I've seen this a million times. Politicians claiming some allegiance to a faith or an ethnicity as a way to connect with voters. Wesley Clark, former general, uh, the go-to military analyst over at CNN. Listen to this. Back when he was running for president in 2004, I remember. How are you on supporting Israel? Please tell me you really support I Israel. I do really support Israel. You know, my father was Jewish. Well, happy holiday to you. Thank you. Strange thing to whisper. It was noted at the time. Why would he whisper that? Maybe because it wasn't true. And he got nailed. He got nailed. This is politicians. This happens. Have you even seen Barack Obama do it? We know what Barack Obama is. He tells us every time, right? He's black. Uh, sometimes. Until recently, I could not unequivocally claim that I was one of those Irish Americans. But now, if you believe the Corrigan brothers, there's no one more Irish than me. It's so cute when he says it. This is the kind of stuff politicians do, all right? They exaggerate to connect. It just happens. But they're going to expel this guy over this kind of stuff. I'm so glad that two of my favorite congressmen were there advocating for fairness and advocating that the congressman Santos not be expelled. Clay Higgins, Republican of Louisiana, and, of course, Matt Gates, Republican of Florida. Two reasons why I like these guys. They, they're not afraid to go against the grain, and they let the establishment have it. Right, Matt? Don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director A, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history? 
People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100 percent. We're deeply proud of them and they deserve better than you. And you know, he he performs at such a high level and he's been under a cloud of, um, well, people have accused him falsely in the past, yet he still performs. I admire that a lot. And now Clay Higgins, who is on the case about January 6th, asking questions that few people want to or dare to. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Oh, he was so mad because he got nailed. He got caught. We don't know 1% of what really happened on January 6th. All right. So those kinds of guys, Gates and Higgins, are on the side of Santos in this matter. They're saying it's not fair. This should not be happening. Congressman Gates. Since the beginning of this Congress, there's only two ways you get expelled. You get convicted of a crime or you participated in the Civil War. Neither apply to George Santos. Mr. Santos hasn't been convicted of anything, but we haven't even moved to expel the people who have. The fact pattern as to Mr. Santos is remarkably similar to the fact pattern of former Representative Duncan Hunter. Duncan Hunter used campaign money on girlfriends and trips and home improvements and all sorts of personal lavishes. He was indicted for those crimes and continued to serve in Congress. Whatever Mr. Santos did with Botox or OnlyFans is far less concerning to me than the indictment against Senator Menendez, who's holding gold bars inscribed with Arabic on them from Egypt while he is still getting classified briefings today. Is that great or what? And he's so right. He's a thousand percent right. Senator Menendez, for the second time, federal indictment. He's in big trouble. Nobody's clamoring for his expulsion. Uh, some people I hear are urging him to step down, but they're not holding a vote to get rid of the guy. And Duncan Hunter, that is a blast from the past. That guy served in Congress even after he was convicted. What is really happening here? I mentioned Clay Higgins. He was great today, too. Colleagues, you can believe what you like, but the 56-page investigative subcommittee report is most certainly not written within the parameters normally found in an unbiased, impartial investigative report. It's filled with conjecture, opinion, and pejorative language that no professional investigative report should include, no experienced cop would, would present to a DA, and no impartial DA would ever present to a court as unbiased. He has law enforcement experience. I think he was, uh, he's got the most insight into all of this. It's fascinating. You know, usually the prosecutors are the ones who stick to the facts 
and it's the defense that they have to go to emotion. It was the other way around today. Uh, the prosecutors, the accusers of Santos, they were the ones who were losing their cool. I myself have been a victim of George Santos and as well as other members of Congress in terms of defrauding through public donations. I had received an ethics complaint from the FEC, which I had to spend tens of thousands to defend myself. You, sir, are a crook. I know I should direct my comments to the chair. I yield back. Uh, you're not allowed to say that stuff uh, on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, and those comments may ultimately be stricken from the record. We will see. All right, back to uh, the important stuff. Oh, yeah, the Botox. We know that he purchased luxury designer purchases at at least two high-end stores. Then he spent money on payments made at OnlyFans. And that Mr. Santos spent almost $3,000 on Botox treatments. This is what got all the headlines. Ooh, Botox, Botox. Have you ever seen Joe Biden? That man has had a lot of Botox and a lot of hair transplants and a lot of who knows what. And I don't know. I don't know if he paid with that with his own money, right? The poorest man in Congress. Did he find a way? Did a career politician find a way to get some cosmetic work on the campaign stab? I'd like to know. John Kerry? He has had a lot of work. I don't know what's going on there. Fillers, boosters, whatever's going on. Oh, then again, yes, he married a very rich woman. He probably did pay for that vanity project himself. But uh, oh, it doesn't matter. He, he lies. He lies. He lies. He lies that George Santos, right? He has lied to donors and to colleagues, taking advantage of election law, using campaign funds to personally benefit himself. He fabricated the qualifications, his background, lied to the FEC, and unemployment fraud. You know, one thing I've seen from George Santos, he's admitted where he's actually lied. He's actually, he wants to make an improvement. Listen to Joe Biden um, when he got caught lying about civil rights marches that he did not, did not participate in. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. Okay. So you would think he wouldn't say that again, right? He still says that stuff, even now. I got involved in the civil rights movement. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters. They organized voter registration drives. From the time I got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement. But I was a kid involved in the civil rights movement, desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state. From the time I was a kid, I got involved in the civil rights movement. All right. <laughs> he doesn't learn. And I think, I actually think um, Congressman Santos can do better if he gets through this. He was on the show a few months back. Here's the reality. I'm human. I've made mistakes. I've made peace with those mistakes, and I've come clean on those mistakes. I would have never gotten the nomination from the Nassau County GOP if I had not concluded college. That was really the main driver because of the way of the nature of their politics over there. It's, it's just plain and simple. That's real candor. That's an admission. That's growth. And nobody seems to cut him any slack. Mitt Romney. 
Mitt Romney, of all people, had to yell and scream at this guy and give him a hard time. He called him a sick puppy. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, who has a garage, I'm sorry, an elevator in his garage. So many millions of dollars. they got a million offices in Capitol Hill. Couldn't you say, hey, Congressman, you got some issues here, it looks like. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's talk. Instead, he berated him like everybody else. Congressman George Santos joins us next. We'll be right back. In the resolution that the distinguished chairman from Mississippi, Mr. Guest, filed, he states that I engage in sexual misconduct when his own report states otherwise. That's just a clear evidence of how this process has been skewed, how this process is sloppy, and how it is contradictory to the core. The fact that in the report, it states that that was not the case, but they still bring it to the floor of the House of Representatives shows you the lack of respect for one's reputation. Congressman George Santos, Republican of New York, and I looked it up. He's totally right. The resolution does accuse him of engaging in sexual misconduct. But the ethics report that they talked about all day during that hearing, uh, it actually absolves him of sexual misconduct. George Santos joins us. Uh, welcome back to Newsmax. That was quite a moment. Do you think you changed any minds today? Well, Greg, it's not about changing minds. It's about stating facts. This process has been absolutely sloppy, skewed, and a smear, so much so that they rushed and put it together like a bunch of four-year-olds, and they didn't have regard for truth or honesty or transparency. Do you know, the sexual harassment allegations are very damning for one's life. I've always held myself to a standard where I'd never do something of the, of the sort. And the fact that they exonerate me in the report but then still bring it to the floor just shows you you how this is, a it's not a matter of truth and justice. It's a matter of having a predetermined smear campaign, no matter what. So you did say the other day, look, you think the numbers won't, aren't going to go your way, but you were out there. Congressman Gates, um, uh, Trey, Congressman Higgins, they were, they were very effective. I want to ask you again, you're getting your facts out. Are people coming up to you and saying, you know what, I may have been wrong about some of this. I, I, I think you're getting railroaded here. Something's not adding up. Have you heard any of that or do you think you're actually going to be kicked out? So, he, Greg, here's the reality. I'm not campaigning for this. So I'm not talking to people. I'm making them comfortable. I don't want to put people in uncomfortable situations. The very few people I have spoken to have bought up the wow. That's actually interesting. The fact that it's contradictory in the report to what's actually on the resolution has had some people turn their heads like this is damning stuff. This is life ruining allegations. And these people who are supposed to be responsible for ethics have and bear no ethics in this process because look at what they did. So, yeah, people are pretty pissed off and ticked off because if today it's me, tomorrow it can be them. All right. You did not participate in the ethics um process. That's what they said today. And I don't believe you did testify. At one point you said you would. Is that because I think, as Matt Gates said, that could complicate your life regarding the federal indictment and other charges? Is that why you did not provide a statement or documents or anything like that? So any attorney would be very uh, uh, smart. And, and Matt Gates, I think, hit the nail on the head. 
But here's the tr two, two realities of what they're saying. They're saying I never cooperated. That's false. Most of the documents they have were given to them through me. A lot of the bank records and statements and all the financial disclosures into my company's uh, pro profit and loss balance sheets, all of that was given to them from me. I accrued over $200,000 in legal fees throughout this process. For them to say I didn't cooperate is yet again another lie. They'll continue to say whatever it is they want because this is a predetermined outcome that they've been sawing and looking for all this time. I Obviously, I didn't go to the committee because they gave me a deadline to be in the committee by the same date that I had to be in court in New York. Guess what? I respect the committee. I'm willing to work with the committee. They said they'd send us a subpoena. I said, all right, send a subpoena. They never sent a subpoena. They wanted me to testify the same day they knew I'd be due in court in New York. So what is it? It's entrapment. They're, they designed this in, in some way towards the end to make me fail so that they can have these talking points. I want to go to uh, a moment from the congressman from Mississippi. Uh, this is uh, B10, purchases of trips. Let's take a look at this. In addition to these questionable expenses, there were travel expenses, questionable expenses involving trips to Atlantic City, Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Hamptons. I just, you know, questionable. You can raise questions, but it's not, I mean, is that something you get expelled for? They did acknowledge that this is, if you go down, this is unprecedented. And no one has been kicked out uh, in your circumstances. We've got guys like Menendez still serving in the Senate. They're not clamoring for his expulsion, at least not now. And he already stood trial. Anyway, your thoughts. Well, here's my thoughts. I was campaigning raising money across the whole country. Just look at where the donations were coming from, from the entire country. I was traveling on campaign business at all times. I spent very little time with my own family throughout the last four years because of this process. So again, the, he's calling it questionable because again, I didn't have an opportunity to go there and refute and give them what they wanted to show otherwise. But if they weren't so eager to rush this process and allow it to play out the way it does, I mean, look, there's members of Congress who had investigations open into them in 2017 and just had a resolution in 2022 that resulted in a $50,000 fine, $125,000 FEC fine, and it's over. They move on with their lives. But these things take years. They're trying to draw conclusions in 10 months, 11 months. That just tells you it's not fair, it's not balanced, and it's not due process. That's the argument I keep making, and they try to keep defending it, but it's not true. It's out in the open. Look at right. Congresswoman AOC, for example, on the dress story. Okay, yeah. So look, uh, some of the campaign finance stuff is very technical, but one thing kind of, well, I could follow it. Uh, they allege, I guess it's in the ethics report, that $200,000 was in your super PAC, Redstone Strategies. They allege that you took that money from the PAC, which wasn't registered, and gave it to your, or transferred it to your personal account. Is that true? Look, Greg, I haven't gone uh, through this. I haven't unpacked any of this. Obviously, I have a case with the DOJ. I need to be respectful of the prosecutors and the judge in this case, because uh, for me to come out here and start talking about this, obviously, I forego my rights. And I also uh, uh, act in bad faith with all these professionals who have been, in, in my case, I can't say a negative thing about them, because it's been in, in a very cordial, above-board process that we've been engaging in. So for me yeah. to come on here and start unpacking this, it's a 
disrespect to the process that they've allowed me and afforded me. I get it. A couple of quick things. Uh, uh, number one, are you enjoying the notoriety? I mean, you're a freshman congressman still, and we see you know reporters from all over the world following your every move. Have you enjoyed any of that? Just a little bit. No. No, I mean, look, I enjoy meeting people. I'm a people person. I, you've met me. You know I'm chatty. I like talking to people. But I don't enjoy it. But here's the deal. They did this. The New York Republicans, they did this. They created this entire fantasy, an obsession, because they just would keep giving it oxygen all throughout the year. Now, they, they want to capitalize off of the notoriety they gave me at all costs, because still to this day, most people in America couldn't point out most of them in a lineup if their lives depended on it. But my name is enshrined forever in American history. You have acknowledged uh, telling lies. You lied about college. You did that on this show. You said you said the lie. You went to Baruch because you wouldn't have got the nomination without, you know, having a college degree. I don't think anybody voted for you because you did or did not go to Baruch, by the way. Um, but uh, I guess it comes down to the, you have any regrets in all of this? You must. Absolutely. Look, Craig, if I didn't have regrets, I'd be an arrogant person and a glutton for punishment. If I can do a lot I, different, I do a lot different. I'd associate with different people. I'd stay away from some. And I would have just followed different processes and better guidance. Unfortunately, that's not the case. I can't change the past, but I can change the future. And I can start by just, you know, acknowledging my mistakes and moving forward with my life. Uh, you know, if you want to be president like Joe Biden someday, you've got to start lying a lot more. All right. <laughs> I, by my count, he's, uh, he's about a million and a half lies ahead of you. Look, George Santos, what, a, what an interesting spot to be in. Um, good luck. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you. All right. Take care now. and We'll be right back. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. She really should not go out in public anymore. Kamala Harris, when she says stuff, this is, uh, they ask her politely about the immigration crisis and the illegal migrants, right? Uh, here's her response. The other question, do you think the federal government needs to be providing financial support to these municipalities that are having these issues? The second question first, yes, and we are. Now let's get to the first point. Um, the, states, the states and the mayor would say not enough. 
and not really. We are. So we can negotiate whether more is needed, and that is something that, in terms of this conversation, but more importantly, what is needed, and let's, you know, we can reevaluate that, but we are. This passes for a challenging question of Kamala Harris about immigration and migration and the border crisis. Shouldn't you be giving more money to cities? What about stopping uh, the flow? Huh? That seems to be off the table. They're back to root causes. She was talking about Internet in Guatemala. And Joe himself seems to be all wrapped up in... Um, Stuff like, well, lights and uh, infrastructure in Guatemala. It's kind of funny. It's kind of weird. Why? For example, in one of the major cities down there, they said the crime rate's terrible. That's why people are leaving this particular city. But we have no street lighting. And the government said, give us the money. We put the I said, I'm not going to give you the money, but I'll tell you what. Show me what you need. I'll get contractors down there. We'll put in the street lights for you because a lot of corruption down there. And guess what? Violence came down. A lot of corruption down there. No corruption up here. Joe Biden wants to handle the contracts. He's bragging about what he did in the Obama administration. We need to look into that. Won't stop the border situation, but he'll hook people up with contracts in America to build stuff overseas, kind of like his brother. Um, I don't like it. Joe goes to Colorado yesterday amid everything that's going on, all the anti-Semitism all over the place. Whenever religion comes up, his own religion, he seems to make fun of it. The historic investments we're celebrating today is in Congressman Boebert's district. <laughs> She's one of the leaders of this extreme mega movement. I don't know why he made the sign of the cross. Um, when it comes to him and faith, it's either a joke or he's bragging about knowing the Pope. Pope Francis has become a... Uh, I don't want to exaggerate. It's become a uh, someone who's provided great solace for my family when my son died. When I won, he called me. He's just a fine, decent, honorable man. And I... He, uh, yeah. and we keep in touch. I had imagine that, imagine Pope that. The President of the United States knows the Pope. Uh, I don't know. There's something, a man of faith, if a man of faith had that job of president, how much he could do for this country, talking about his relationship with God. If there is a relationship, if there's a genuine relationship, I think it could help a lot of people. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, instead, the media get really upset about Donald Trump's language. Uh-oh, what do they say? I don't want to terminate Obamacare. I want to replace it with much better health care. <laughs> Obamacare sucks. That was uh, today, last night. Well, they didn't like that he said the S-U-C-K-S word. People say it. It's no big deal. They really were bent out of shape. Some of the morning shows, oh, wow, this is so unpresidential. It's funny, though. When a Democrat says something worse, far more vulgar than sucks, when they use the F word, it's somehow charming. And take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead. Up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, but it's not funny to me, okay? In every single part of Texas, all of you showing the country how you do this. I'm so proud of you guys. 
two things. Why are audiences so impressed with the F word, right? I think it only, I don't know. And uh, the F word elevated Beto. When he lost to Ted Cruz, he immediately started running for president. They put him on the cover of Vanity Fair, Beto's Choice. He was born to do this. Uh, and you know the rest. What a double standard doesn't seem like an adequate description, does it? I got to deal with something, though. Liz Cheney has a new phony book. She turned on all of her colleagues, betrayed them, just violated everybody's uh, privacy. And her book is full of lies. I got some special insight when we come back. He loves the Constitution. He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax. That's Tony Blinken, Secretary of State in the Middle East, smiling with Mahmoud Abbas, the guy who's unquestionably supporting Hamas. Mahmoud Abbas, did I say? Rhymes with Hamas? Just saying, uh, take a look at this. As we've said from the outset, Israel has the right to do everything it can to ensure that the slaughter Hamas carried out on October 7th can never be repeated. Hamas cannot remain in control of Gaza. It cannot retain the capacity to repeat that carnage. Uh, everything sounds like a question. We cannot. We cannot condone this slaughter. It's uh, incredibly weak. General Holt, we've talked about this before. Gordon Shang, we've talked about this before. That man is putting us at risk. I really, just his presence over there, but that's my sense. What about the meeting with Mahmoud Abbas, who is the head of the Palestinian Authority, right, General? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that guy, is, he's in charge of a ter terrorist organization. And what happens is when our Secretary of State puts himself into that optical position, he's elevating them to the relevance of a state actor. And uh, that's not what they are at all. Um, they're pushing for the eradication and the genocide of Israel. That's what river to the sea actually means. And so uh, we're openly and publicly making diplomatic sausage where that's not what should be happening. It should be all closed doors. Uh, Secretary Blinken goes to the Middle East and we'll look for a readout later. Um, but but that's not what's happening. We're admonishing our ally in public at a time when they're about to go back into open combat operations. And it's it's amazing. It's stunning to see. Well, they may already have gone into combat uh, operations. Uh, there was a horrible terror attack in Jerusalem today. And this was the uh, three people were killed, at least. This was the White House's response. Regarding the attack in Jerusalem, in which Hamas has taken credit, does the U.S. Uh, view that attack in any way to be a violation of the ongoing truce between Israel uh, and Hamas? Uh, I don't want to get in. I'm not, uh, I'm not a, um, a lawyer here. This attack happened in Jerusalem. Right. The pauses in the fighting uh, were specific to Gaza. I, oh. <laughs> I, oh. that right condoning even encouraging well they're allowed to attack they're allowed to attack Jerusalem is what I take from that answer Gordon yes and and that is a low point in American diplomacy over the course of 270 years the United States needs to stand for something and we also got to understand that we are in an existential struggle and Hamas and Iran and China and Russia are part of that and until we understand that, we're not going to defend ourselves or our allies 
and we're putting the American Republic at risk because we got to remember our enemies seek the end of the United States. It's not just the end of Israel. It's the end of the United States. And this is a war intended to help accomplish that goal. So Secretary Blinken should just resign. Uh, and maybe he will. He seems haunted by something very, very strange. Something is up with that guy. Uh, yeah. Hey, Henry Kissinger died. And, um, you know, Gordon, I actually know that you're not a big fan of Henry. I actually like him. I knew him a bit. Maybe in contrast to the very weak Tony Blinken and the very weak uh, Kirby and Biden, maybe you would reassess a little bit. He was a strong guy, right? He was a strong guy in 1957 when he wrote a landmark work, uh, The World Restored. That was about the Congress of Vienna of 1814 and 1815. And in that book, he said things which are really important today. And if the older Henry Kissinger, the one of the last four decades, had actually remembered what the younger Henry Kissinger had written in the 1950s, we'd be in a lot better place than we are today. Unfortunately, though, Kissinger, over those last four decades, has encouraged China to become more bold. It has actually carried Communist Party narratives to the American people, whitewashing Chinese history. And so, therefore, um, yeah, I don't particularly like Henry Kissinger. Um, you know, we mourn the passing of every person. Uh, but nonetheless, we've got to put his place in history in perspective. Uh, and that book in 1957 about something that happened in 1815. I don't think a lot of people are going to check it out of the library, unfortunately, although they should. Um, maybe opening China wasn't such a hot idea after all. Nixon still gets a lot of credit for that, uh, uh, General, but maybe ultimately we lose. Yeah, we do. How many how many millions of people died at the hands of the Mao dynasty? And that's what it is. The Mao dynasty in which I believe we have our last emperor, Xi Jinping. And not only did they open it, they opened up something else called the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum and the CCP have been working hand in glove all these years. And uh, yes, the secretary was at the center and the focal point to a lot of that. Um, but this is where globalism gets unchecked, out of control, a regime that rises, kills millions, and doesn't play by any rules. And now here we are in this generation to deal with all these things. And you know what? The music's stopping right now. Well, one thing I do know, he was no fan of the swamp and the deep state. Henry Kissinger actually told me he was deeply suspicious. I think we actually spent some time together of uh, the State Department. He was a secretary of state, didn't even like the State Department. He and Nixon couldn't stand those bureaucrats. Uh, but it is interesting, such a brilliant man, you can be very, very brilliant and very, very wrong about something, and maybe the China thing will ultimately turn out to be, uh, or maybe it is turning out to be, a total disaster and a mistake. Gordon Chang, we appreciate it. you got to get the book, the one that came out. I think the best one is China is Going to War, which came out in September. Congratulations, uh, Gordon. Please check this book out. You can go to gordonchang.com. And General Holt, we thank you. Please write a book, and we'll be right back. All right, sorry about this, but it has to be done. Uh, Liz Cheney, unfortunately, is going to be everywhere over the next couple of weeks. And the fake news will be fawning all over her new fake book uh, about her January 6th. It rips Trump, of course. 
And uh, little tidbits are coming out. The book does not come out until next Tuesday, but CNN got a copy. And here's their big scoop. You know, Kevin McCarthy went down to see President Trump. Remember this? Remember the picture? I actually saw this as, like, very beneficial to Kevin McCarthy. That was my take on this at the time. Anyway, um, Liz Cheney writes about this moment that she gave Kevin a real hard time about it. And CNN has this little section of the book, and they act like it's the biggest story in the world, and they try to really dramatize it. Take a look. Cheney, Mar-a-Lago? What the hell, Kevin? Kevin McCarthy, they're really worried. Trump's not eating, so they asked me to come see him. Cheney, what? You went to Mar-a-Lago because Trump's not eating? McCarthy, yeah. He's really depressed. <laughs> um, she also reveals that, look, she was not the only one. She, she talks about other Republicans were, quote, angry and disgusted yeah. that McCarthy had gone running back to Trump. All right. The thing about, um, oh, he was depressed. And you hear that guy laughing, right, that Donald Trump might be depressed, leaving the presidency, huh? You're the president of the United States. You leave the presidency uh, under, let's face it, controversial circumstances. He feels he wins. That would be depressing. He's a human being. And the conversation could have been like, hey, uh, you should come down and see President Trump. Yeah, really? Yeah. How's he doing? Eh, he's pretty good. You know, he's, uh, he's actually trying to lose a few pounds. He's not eating like he used to. He's Because uh, I know that, actually. He was actually trying to lose a few pounds. Because when you're in a stressful position, you tend to eat a lot. You do. You grab whatever's nearby if you're working. Uh, if you're Gavin Newsom and you're just a pretty boy and it's all a vanity project, that's how you keep a really trim figure. Anyway, this is what a real person looks like. And a real person does get down in the dumps sometimes. The book looks like a big fake news fiasco. I'm going to give it a full book report. Please don't buy it. I'll take care of it. And I'll be right back. Okay, we know you love Newsmax, but you probably know we can't stream it for free anymore. Uh, so we launched Newsmax Plus, and you have to go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Hundreds of thousands of people have already signed up for it. It is a great deal. You can watch Newsmax on your TV, on your smartphone, basically anything, a tablet, anytime, anywhere. Uh, and we got some great shows, right? We got Schmidt, we got Van Susteren, we got uh, Higby, great show. And uh, Eric Bowling, and of course this show, right? Uh, getting a lot of positive reviews about Newsmax Plus. They're writing all kinds of great things. We got documentaries, movies, specials. You'll be able to access. Oh, John Voigt, the actor, has a great special on Israel, that is really, really uh, great. Uh, we have a Newsmax Plus section for Donald Trump. Special features you may not have seen before. Some interviews that I've done with him over the years, all kind of uh, archived, but very accessible. Uh, to you, the viewer. So please, Newsmax Plus today, it cost you really. It's totally uh, risk-free, okay? And you don't owe us anything if you don't like it. You can cancel. It's very, very easy, but it's worth it. I think you're going to like it. Free trial and then stay with us, please. Newsmaxplus.com. Check it out. And check out my girls, huh? Annalise and her little sister, Madeline. Madeline's a little girl. She's one on the right. Her big sister is on the left. This is an interesting carousel. No music on this carousel. Pump up the volume. Cheers, All right, they're with the babysitter. I couldn't make it to the uh, carousel that time, but, uh, oh, I'm jealous. I should have been there. Anyway, it's a wonderful thing. 
one and three. The one-year-old's having a birthday in about a week or so. I'll be home soon, girls, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. All the best.